Minneapolis. Cardi B that you saw? I saw Cardi B. Oh, what, what, what? <laughs> and, uh, I mean, the only way I knew it was her, Chantel, it was that it was her fingernails. I saw the before and the after. And uh, it was everything right. It was all I could do to keep from saying, oh, my gosh. (laughs) But anyway, you know, makeup, underrated, overrated. It's not overrated. Makeup helps. (laughs) Let me stop. I'm going to get in trouble. Wow. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry joins us this morning on Fry Friday, the last opportunity of 2023 to do so. And as we close out the year and we're looking back, 2023 has been seen by many policy and lifestyle. We've seen a lot of policy and lifestyle achievements from the mayor's office. A new safety center is on the way. More money has been earmarked for behavioral crisis response, reconnecting Nicolette Avenue and the first city in America to allow a public broadcast for a call to prayer. With the passage of your $1.8 billion 2024 budget, Jacob Fry, I was going to just call you Jacob, what investments in affordable and public housing continue to be near the top of your list for priorities for the next year? We are really excited, Franny and Chantel, because we've had a monumental 2023. Uh, and it's these are allocations, these are uh, projects we've been working on that will really help people, not just for 2024, but decades into the future. And one of the big ones is obviously housing. We're, we're leading the nation right now in our work in affordable housing. We're producing about six times the amount of affordable housing that we did before I took office. Uh, and uh, we're finding ways to keep rents down in really innovative ways, more so than any uh, most any other city throughout the country. Uh, and so one of the big parts that you just mentioned is this work around public housing. You know, we need public housing. Uh, there's a long history of people coming into our public housing stock, uh, getting that foundation from which they can rise, and then going on to do really incredible things. So the biggest investment in our city's history that we're putting in, uh, it's $5 million ongoing. Uh, that we're going to make to provide to Minneapolis Public Housing Authority to make sure that they can maintain, improve, and then create more units uh, to make sure that we're housing people. Because, you know, at the end of the day, I believe that housing is a right. And we're working towards that each and every day here in Minneapolis. So one further question on housing. How does that play into with the the number of encampments we've seen during your term as, as Minneapolis mayor? And we've just seen the latest one. How does it? How does the housing funding that you have set aside uh, go to help those individuals? It's really more simple than people make it out to be. In that, the best way to uh, end homelessness is to give people homes, uh, and that's what we're working towards right now. Now, obviously, you can't get these homes up overnight. Uh, we can't provide homes for everybody in the whole state, uh, but. We're doing that work here to make sure that we are first and foremost looking out for those that are struggling most. And the way that we do so uh, is by providing record amounts of deeply affordable housing in our city. Uh, and we, we've got a strategy. We've been implemented. If you look at the numbers, you, know, you don't need to take it from me. If you look at the numbers, uh, it's working. Uh, but clearly we got a long way to go because when you talk about homelessness specifically, You know, I I mentioned that it's simple, and and, and perhaps that's not always the case because uh, there are other uh, extenuating circumstances and factors like addiction that are having a huge impact on people's ability to uh, get and retain a home. Um, And 
we got to make sure that we're providing treatments and wraparound services and all the facets that people need in order to take that next step. Uh, and we've talked about this before, but in terms of addiction, uh, we're dealing with fentanyl right now. And mm-hmm. I mean, we, we had a crack uh, epidemic, what, a couple decades ago. I mean, fentanyl and crack are not in the same ballpark. They're not even in the same league. Fentanyl is so much stronger. It takes a hold of your your body and your mind like nothing that we've seen before. Uh, And it has a huge impact, not just on that person, but on everybody around them also. Uh, And this is something that we need to be leaning into so that we're not just... You know, hitting somebody with some Narcan to make sure that they don't die of an overdose. I mean, simply not dying is not allowing somebody to live. Interesting. we got to allow people to live great lives, and that means preventing this kind of addiction uh, from the get-go, and it means providing them the treatment that they need to get better. Um, it's uh, This is, a, again, a drug that has taken hold in neighborhoods and cities throughout the country, uh, and we got to do our part to push back on it. We just recently saw the work going on in Elliott Park. And I'm curious, following the COVID crisis, and I'll call it the crisis just for emphasis, work is underway to revitalize the city with $10 million of your ongoing funding and plans to reinvent downtown with an intent to breathe life back into the area. What will the future look like, not only for downtown, Mayor, but areas like North Minneapolis and the community in which George Floyd was murdered? The future will not look like the past, and it shouldn't. Uh, it's not going to be cities that are clinging white-knuckled to what once was that will ultimately be successful here. It, it's going to be those that are embracing change, doing things differently, that ultimately see true success. Uh, and you know, that means downtown, it, we've got to move away from this mentality with it. It's all office space. I mean, it's, it's not just a place where you come into work, you do a desk job, maybe you go out to lunch and then you go home. Uh, we need to make downtown more of a playground uh, where there's tons of recreational activities and programming opportunities. It's got to be a place where you live. Uh, and more and more people want to live in a dense and vibrant, vibrant atmosphere, and, and, and that's where we got to push uh, for downtown. You know and then in terms of the north side, there's some extraordinary things that are happening, and it's due to the incredible talent that live there. Um, you know, the incredibly talented people have, have are making sure that you know West Broadway is going to be going through a renaissance. I feel it in my bones. I mean, every time I head over there, new stuff is popping up, uh, and you know the, the the boards from the past are coming down. And we got to make sure that we're leaning into this talent, make sure that every single bit of talent that we have on the table on the north side, on the south side, uh, is utilized. Everyone, we're talking with Mayor Jacob Fry from Minneapolis. And finally, t- 2023 has seen, as you like I'm telling you, like you don't know, has seen major changes in public safety as the city navigates two consent decrees. The public face of this work are, of course, Chief Brian O'Hara and Commissioner Todd Barnett. Todd Barnett. Uh, you've listed public safety as a continued concern. What does satisfying the decree look like as you try to recruit, train, and retrain officers and maintain a high level of quality in providing public service? We've got the tools in place to succeed. We've got an incredible chief in Brian O'Hara, an incredible uh, commissioner in, in Todd Barnett. 
the work that's happening in, in violence prevention, fire, emergency management, 911. We're working really hard to integrate all those services so that when somebody calls for help, they get a really specific result. They, they get a specific skill set that is responsive to the specific circumstances they're experiencing. So whether that's a, a mental health responder or a police officer or an investigator, we've got the right person to address the need that is happening on the ground. And we're going to be one of the first cities, if not the first, to do this in full, to really provide that comprehensive approach. Uh, and, you know, crime is down. If you look at uh, the year-to-date trajectory of where we are, crime is down. Now, look, I'm a, I got to operate in the reality business here as mayor, <laughs> and the reality is, is that this last month has not been good. Um, this last month, we have seen a number of, of shootings and homicides. Uh, we've seen retaliations that have taken place. And you know, that, that's something that we just can't accept. Because, I mean, there are people that are impacted by this beyond those that get directly shot. And, you know, that, that sounds like an obvious thing to say, but I'll say it anyway. This inflicts harm on neighborhoods. Uh, you know, I want people on the north side deserve to head outside go for a walk, jump on the trampoline, you know, play a game of basketball, go to a restaurant without the fear of getting hit by a straight bullet. Right. Uh, and go to uh, a daycare we have center. made major progress. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. You know, it is ridiculous. And uh, people deserve better than that. And so we have made some major progress. I am optimistic about where we're going into 2024 with the tools that we have in place. Uh, but obviously, we got a whole hell of a lot of work to do. Indeed. So final question for you this morning. Will you be vetoing the mustache or will it uh, remain? Uh, the veto <laughs> pen uh, sits in the hand of my wife. Sarah at the moment, and so uh, you know, I, I've gotten a whole lot of feedback about the mustache. The, the vast majority of it, I would say, has been negative. It's probably gotten more negative feedback than the Minnesota state flag design. Uh, That's so funny. But, hey, you know what? I'm not deterred. Chantel, Freddie, I'm not I, deterred. I, I, I'm going to keep the thing, because at least it? as of right now, well, for at least a little bit. I mean, my, uh, my wife, Sarah, likes it. Uh, and okay. as far as uh, critique of facial features that I've got, the really only the only critic I really care about is her. Um, right. But actually, I'm curious. What do you guys think? This is a controversial question. Back to you, uh, Freddie Chantel. Is, is, this, is this a keep <laughs> it or is this a loser? Uh, you know, it's funny because I have a friend, uh, Mr. Hayes, who just recently grew a mustache similar to that, and he actually and my and my friend Tiffany, who's also part of Camel J, tagged you in and tagged him into that, and he said that my friend Mr. Hayes started a thing like it's now it's like a it's a new thing where people are getting these mustaches, and I was teasing him about it, and I asked him if he got his off Amazon because I had never seen him <laughs> with one, and it just looked like he, he, so I thought he bought it. Okay. But I don't know. He got rid of his, so he got tired of it. We were all on his case about it. He got rid of his. But, you know, if your wife loves it, I say keep it. Go ahead. Just, you know, do what you got to do. Well, you know, it's, it's the kind of thing where, 
you, you, you grow it out, or at least, you know, you shave off the rest of the stubble, leaving the mustache, anticipating that you're going to look like Denzel or Brad Pitt or something, and then, and then you do it. It does not look like that. Uh, you look like the, you know, a 14 year old boy that's trying to look a little older than he is. <laughs> well, I, I'll weigh in quickly and we'll step aside, but uh, I noticed before the mustache, I noticed, and, I, and I, why do I notice these things? But I notice a different, a slight difference to your hairstyle. Mm. Am I wrong? Oh, really? Look at that. See? See? <laughs> well, you know, I, 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 I went over to, uh, to my friend Tito on the north side there, and uh, he, he makes me look super sharp. He's got the fade going on. And so, yeah, that, that's a keen eye that you've got, Freddie. <laughs> All right. Wow, that's so funny. Well, thank you for being with us this morning on Fry Friday. I'm sad because this is the last one for 2023. But let's hook up again in twenty four. Last one of twenty twenty three. But hey, we're we're going to be jumping in full steam uh, in January, right? I'll see you then. Indeed. Happy New Year to you and your family. And uh, tell there you go. Sarah, we won't uh, override her veto. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Love you guys. Happy New Year. All we'll right. talk soon. Same to you. Bye bye. Happy right. New Year. Coming up, more mustaches and fun <laughs> on KMOJ. <laughs> This hour of programming on KMOJ is supported in part by the following underwriters.